This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. All right, welcome back in to another edition of the Winning Plays Podcast, and we are live from NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. My name is Brian Robb, joined here by Sweetie Tirada, also of Mass Live, my partner in crime, and we have a podcast for you guys today, coming off of what was probably the craziest summer league game, certainly of 2022, maybe of Celtics history. I don't want to make any grand <laughs> sweetie, but it was it was madness. But this is going to be we're not about to talk about this game. We're going to talk about general summer league takeaways so far after uh, a couple of days in the books here um, out in Las Vegas. But Suichi, where where do you want to start from the game tonight? The Celtics played a boring game earlier this week against the Heat. They came back tonight in a in a grueling rematch against the Bucks from the Eastern Conference semifinals. We had Grant Williams and Pat mm-hmm. Connaughton going toe to toe on the sidelines, um, trying to uh, talk down the refs. But this is what 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 are you going to remember the most from from this game? <laughs> you remember the. The score changes one, two of the two of them. Yes. Um, you remember Matt Ryan's three-pointer? I think that was pretty cool. <laughs> and you know, like B-Rob, I I, I kind of thought I agree with you, obviously, with the whole um boring game thing. Like through three and a half quarters, like it was a very boring game. Like I was, you know, I was obviously watching, I was trying to get get my takeaways and everything, but I kept blinking at the score, and I'm like, well, the Celtics made a run in the second, and then they got, you know, absolutely like they got punched in the face in the third, much like the, you know, the A-team squad during the playoffs and everything. But um, the thing I was, you know, I don't know if this is a takeaway, but I, I thought the game, the intensity kind of perked up a little bit after one of Juhan's dunks. Like, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I think it was the one where he posterized the guy. I, I forgot how much time there was left. But after that, it seemed like there was a little bit more, like, spiciness to it. I think there was, at one point, a Bucks player had, like, a, had this, like, a wide-open lane. He dunked it, and he was, like, a little bit, you know, like for a summer league dunk, like sure, like you're gonna get excited, right? Like whatever. But like I thought there was like a little bit more spiciness to the game. There's some juice there. And then I kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like kind of watching a little. Like this was before like the score change and everything like that. I want to say I was like, okay, like you can kind of tell there's a little bit more. You know, Grant's impact content is like getting into it on the like on the sideline, which is funny. But like I thought the Juhan dunk kind of set the stage a little bit for like actual actual like an actual game atmosphere and then and then the whole score change and Matt Ryan hitting a three-pointer all happened so that's uh you know <laughs> it was a lot and I think that's why we're talking about like a random summer league game right the second one uh but the Celtics prevailed and I you know it, it was very entertaining to so press row was very entertained I <laughs> I can say at least that much it was it was sheer madness in the fourth quarter um to the point where like oh you know we should actually like you said talk about this game and so let's um, and I know there. I'm not gonna guess at what percentage of listeners of this podcast actually like watch this game. I'm gonna guess it's pretty low. If you are, if you did, like, forgive us for going over some of the crazy things that happened here. Um, but let's start. Let's explain the situation with what happened with the score because I don't, I don't think we're ever gonna see this again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Period. Like the Celtics were down by two two points about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then th- that conflicted with what the official box score said. They were down by four points. Mm-hmm. And so they, they stopped the game in the arena, Suichi, for at least, that'd be at least a couple minutes. 
and they eventually went with the official box score and moved the Bucks up from up two to up four. Mm-hmm. Then this happens. They play three more minutes. There's 10 seconds left in the game of a one-point game, Suichi. Bucks up one, and then the game stops again on a foul call, and everyone's like, what's <laughs> going on? They're at, the, they're at the table for another three or four minutes, and then lo and behold, they give the Celtics – two points back and take away a point from the Bucks. So the Celtics go from down one to up one. And yeah. What it, I just can't even, I know it's a summer league game, but this, that's just, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the first time like we've seen them like a wrong score. Like I remember last season, I think it was against like Pacers or something. That's right. And, and the, you know, I think the box score is wrong. We were all like, what's going on here? You know, there's a discrepancy and everything, but two things I wanted to add on be to your play by play. Uh, one of the things I was actually impressed by before the score change and everything, the Celtics were down like 106, 100. Um, and this was before the score change, mind you. So the official play-by-play is not going to say that, but they went on like a quick 6-0 run to actually make it a game, which I thought was like, okay, let's kind of, you know, once again, just like a little bit of juice, a little bit of spiciness. And the second thing is, like, I remember when uh, J.D. Davidson went up to the free throw line when they were down by two points. Yeah. I was like, this is actually like, you know, like obviously it's summer league and everything, but like, I'm sure this dude is like kind of nervous, you know, like you got to and, and I forgot, I think that was with like 11 seconds left and he missed the front end of the free throw, you know, like yeah, that was of, right before uh, they changed the score. Yeah. 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 So I thought going into it, I was kind of like, this is kind of good development for like a 19 year old, you know, like the stakes don't really matter because the summer league, but like, I'm sure the stakes matter for him. So he's going to put, you know, all the pressure on the world for him. So I thought those are valuable reps. Um, he ended up hitting the second free throw, which in the box score, as I look at it now, like that I'll was put the Celtics ahead, actually. Yeah. 108, <laughs> 107 technically. So technically JD Davidson made a get go ahead free throw, even though that was not the case whatsoever, but that was kind of like, Obviously, we can we can go into this huge long rabbit hole about what changing the score does that late in the game. Obviously, that's never it was just hilarious. Happen, it's just so hilarious. You know? it, like, like obviously, that's you know, pressure and game situations, everything changes. But like those two things, I was kind of like, okay, that's it's just more madness into just this ridiculousness. And we were joking with a league PR person or whoever it was, just like we want to we want to pull a report from the official just because of like <laughs> how egregious it, it it really all was. And I felt bad for you, Brock, because you had like takeaway gamer duties, and I was just sitting there watching this unfold, and you were like, "Okay, I got to rewrite this, this, and this." So <laughs> the sheer madness, sheer madness on the uh, in the Vegas trip here. But yeah, that it was good. Just something you will never see again. And then on top of it all, we. It, to both teams score again and Matt Ryan has a incredible buzzer beater to uh win the game on a while spraying his ankle with 45 seconds left but let's go through now that we got through like the the <laughs> madness of the scores and the um situation. but you, you brought up JD Davidson let's let's do some quick hit stuff on all these guys that actually matter who've played out here so far we'll start with him since he's the rookie he's got the two-way deal right now uh mm-hmm. this game he didn't make a ton of an Ton of an impact. Um, overall, had the at a rough time ball handling wise, five turnovers compared to six assists there. But what if what's kind of stuck out to you so far from him in these, you know, in this in this action out here in Vegas? And what what do you think? Are you are you thinking he'll have a chance at getting one of those fifteen man roster spots, or you think this is a he's a two way guy for at least another year or two here? I think he's probably a two way guy. Just to answer your question right off the bat. Um... One thing I have noticed about JD, he he's under control and in a lot of good ways, but 
there were like a couple times at least watching the game where I was like, ooh, you know, this could be like a transition opportunity. And he kind of slowed it down a little bit. And, you know, like obviously for a 19 year old, like, especially in summer league, like these are just live game reps, like, you know, maybe, maybe go see, you know, go attack the rim. Like, I, like the thing with JD is, and he hasn't quite shown it yet, but like dude is really athletic. Like he, he, he can fill up a highlight sheet. So I think though, you know, maybe he was playing a little bit conservative, but I, I've been kind of impressed by that under control. You know, like he only had, I believe one turnover in um, the first game, which was huge because it's everyone on pretty much everyone on the Celtics is turning it over that game. So I think I think there's a lot of talent there, you know, like obviously you see some of the weaknesses, like you're happy about the six assists, not happy with the five turnovers. Like he had another like tough time shooting the ball. He was only one for five for five points. Um, and he, you know, he missed that kind of one, that one free throw that we were talking about. But overall, I think, I think you feel good. Like you, you got to remember, like this dude doesn't turn 20 until later this year. Um, he's only going to get better. He's only 19 years old. Like you can clearly see like the talent that's there. Um, there are a few times where I was kind of like, I wish he, you know, I wish he would like blow by a big or something like that. And, and he kind of got stopped. But overall, I, I think you feel good if you're a Celtics fan. Like this is pretty much like, in my opinion, like a best case scenario for number 53. Like you're not going to get like a sure thing. But if you're going to shoot, if you're going to try for a home run, like I think J.D. Davidson at least has shown flashes so far through two games. Right. Like someone who could eventually get there to be, a at least has the tools to get there, which usually isn't the case for someone taking that spot but yeah i agree i mean i think you make a good point in terms of the the transition stuff the being able to blow by bigs like you know maybe going a little bit slower than you should in those spots but that's mm-hmm. stuff that for a 19 year old that you're gonna learn they're gonna have plenty of time to figure that out in Maine this year but beyond some struggles with the passing decisions and things like that which i don't think he's like a true point guard regardless but mm-hmm. whether I he mean- can work his way into that that's gonna be like Plenty of work to do there, plenty of work to do with his shot itself, and he'll have plenty of time for that. Yeah, and, and most of the year. Just one thing to add to that, like I, you know, like if you're an evaluator, like I would probably prefer somebody who goes a little too slow sometimes or somebody who goes yeah. a little too fast <laughs> and makes erratic decisions like that. I mean, his decisions were perfect in game two, but still, like I would prefer somebody who can control, you know, the pace a little bit more than some guy who's just barreling at the rim. Like I've seen many college point guards do that. So it's uh, it's refreshing to see this. This should be a college student now, not doing that in the pros. All right, where do you want to go next? I'll give you the next choice here. Let's do Matt Ryan. Yeah, the man I mean, of the hour, Mr. Doordash. It's uh, <laughs> so the game high twenty three points off the bench against the Bucks in twenty four minutes, six to eleven from three point range. I believe he was three from five from three point range in his first game, so that puts him over fifty percent from mm. three during summer league, which is all the, all, you know, summer league numbers mean everything, but no, this is, this is a guy who was brought in because they just want to take a look at a shooter at the end of last season mm-hmm. on a two-way deal. And you had a great story about him on mass live, just talking about where he came from that now is going viral again after his incredible buzzer beater tonight. But I don't know. It's uh, he was probably the last guy I thought would actually have a shot to stick around for next year mm-hmm. when um, all is said and done, but He's had he's had the best summer league out of everyone on the Celtics so far. So that I guess that counts for something, right? Yeah. Let's, let's so the stats I have it pulled up on Real GM. Uh, Nineteen points a game, fifty five percent from the field, fifty two point six percent from three. Uh, he said all the three throws. Um, the thing about Matt, I think, is that right. Like there are some players that in summer league, like you're going to get those reps where you're not going to get those reps with like you know if you ever get spot minutes during like the rotation, right? Like 
that's what we're talking about for summer league. But with Matt, like the thing that's impressed me is he's he's hasn't been a starter. Like he's been kind of that six man role in summer league, and, and you know that's kind of I'm not gonna say he's a six man, but like he's come into the game and just kind of light it up, and like he's you know he's made some tough shots, like he has a quick release and everything. Like that's you know like it was kind of like microwave esque in the way he's scoring, and I think that's like kind of like I think those are good reps because those are that's like very replicable like during NBA action, right? Like if you know. I'm not saying he will be, but he, he has a few steps to go. But, like, if he's ever going to contribute to a team eventually and, you know, you need him for, like, five to ten, you know, for five to ten minutes in, like, a random game because COVID has ravaged your roster or whatever, right? Like, for example, like, and he comes in, he hits, like, two or three threes and you feel good about it and then you can just kind of take him out, you know? Like, I think that's kind of the the role he should, you know, as of now, like, you know, he, he needs to kind of improve on a lot of things. But that's kind of the role he can do. And that's what's impressed me, I think, about Matt is just – He's not afraid to shoot. Like he's not afraid to, you know, go for that gamer. Like clearly he, you know, even if he misses, like he, he's getting up his shots. So, and, and he's making them most importantly. So, you know, I don't know if you'll, you know, we talked about this off air, but like, I don't know if he'll get a two-way contract with the Celtics, but I think he'll get a shot elsewhere just because of what he's been able to do. Yep. No, he's definitely turned some ends after what he's done these first two games there. And so I think when you naturally progress from him to the, the other guy in that role or what the Celtics hopefully will be in that role, for next year and that's sam hauser mm-hmm. uh who had a real rough opening game um at least from a shooting perspective looked more like himself against the the bucks in game two at 12 points in 17 minutes kind of sat out the second half when he had a little shoulder thing but it doesn't sound like a a big deal yeah. but i mean it seems like for him it's more you know is he doing other things that the team like whether it's defensively or you know creating you know doing more in summer league than he's obviously going to have a chance to when he ever gets his minutes in a normal game. And so he's kind of working on that stuff below services, but mm-hmm. defensively, I mean, he just looks like there's nothing, nothing to get, be too worried about here. They invested in him. It looks like he's coming along. He's older than a lot of these other guys, but mm-hmm. I think that he will at the least be hopefully like he decided another version of what Matt Ryan has shown in these first couple games. Yeah. And obviously like, you know, people talk about it on Twitter and everything. Like, the, the looks you're getting in summer league is simply not the looks you're going to get. No. And in the, in the NBA, especially, you know, if we're not getting microwave score and putting up a couple of shots, like Jason and Jalen are going to, you know, realistically, they suck all that attention to Sam Houser. She'd be, she'd be able to get a good looks, good looks at three. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see about his development just because, like, even last year when I briefly spoke to him during summer league, like, obviously they were harping defense, like, realistically like Sam Hauser, you know, like he's going to have his limitations. Like he's not going to be like a bona fide three and D guy, but like if he can become at least passable and space to floor, like I think that brings a lot of value. And, and, and you know, like the Celtics signed him to like a, like a, you know, multi-year contract for a reason. Uh, the next two years, I believe guaranteed, uh, like clearly they see something in this guy. And, and maybe part of that is like a roster spot situation. Like they do have a few right now, but I think, I think I'm curious, just, just, in terms of how he can develop on defense, just because I think offensively, like even in his like limited minutes last year, like I, th- I, th- I thought he saw good things, but it, it really just comes down to the defense. So, but I think he kind of realizes that, you know, he seems like a hard worker and the team keeps working with him on it. So, um, but, but like I said, I don't know how much these summer league reps are going to, uh, I don't know, kind of change my, my view on him just because the looks are so different uh, compared to the, compared to like the actual league. Yeah, that it's gonna be that's the thing to watch of him once we get into the real training camp in a couple months compared to what he's he's doing out here. But 
let's take a quick break first here to hear from our sponsor at Bet Align, where our partners there continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball scores, um, NBA, NBA futures, NFL futures, and all the latest fighting news as well. So BetOnline is your continuing source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. It's BetOnline where the game starts. Okay, Suichi, who do you got next year? Uh, let's do Juhan. Yeah. I was hoping you go with him. What do you got? <laughs> well, one, uh, I think people kind of forget he's only 19. Like, he's only like, I think I tweeted it was like three months older than J.B. Davison. Uh, you got to, you know, I really respect him in a lot of ways. Like, he had like, I think in game two, like he airballed, I think, a three-pointer and like a couple possessions later, maybe literally the next possession, like he put it up and he's, you know, he sunk it. So like, you can, you can see, you can see so much good things, B-Rob, that I'm like, I'm still like, you know, some people were just maybe a little down on him just because he did have a tough start. But like I said, like that donk, like this dude is like an NBA athlete. I don't think you can, right? Like, I don't think you can argue that in any ways. And, and I think the mindset is good. Like he's still a very raw product, but I think you feel really great because he's just 19 years old. Like give him, you know, maybe a year or two overseas. So who knows, maybe they want to bring him over, you know, maybe they want to bring him on one of the two-way contract spots. Not Maybe not this year, but next year kind of deal. But you look at Yuhan and I'm like, this guy is like clearly athletic, clearly, you know, has kind of that mindset that maybe some players are missing in terms of just like, just going for the next play. You can keep playing and everything like that. So overall, you know, I, like, like kind of like Sam, like I had, my viewpoint hasn't changed too much. Like I think there are some things he does a little bit better compared to the last year. Like I think he's stuffing the stat box a little bit more, just, you know, six rebounds a game to assist, uh, 1.5 steals a game. Um, overall, I, I think you, you feel good at the same time, though, like he's very, still very limited offensively, but hey, at least he's putting up shots. That I think that has to count for something, you know, especially in summer league. So, yeah, the, the short memory part of his game, I think, is what stood out most to me. Where if like he is just having a, an absolutely miserable night before the fourth quarter against the Bucks, and then out of nowhere, it just was seemed like he was everywhere all over mm-hmm. the court. And like you said, taking a not afraid to shoot again from three, like after a miserable air ball, and then putting together a couple of impressive steals that led to easy buckets. So the tools, the athleticism, as you talked about, is there. I don't expect him. I still think he's still like a, at least a, a good year away from being um, even somebody you consider playing if you're the Celtics. So I expect him to them to leave him overseas for one more year. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get a legit shot at two-way. But I don't know, maybe they're, the case can be made to, you know, you get him in your system in Maine and that way he progresses faster. I don't know. That's that's a, I'll be curious to see what direction they go in from that standpoint. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it just comes back down to the age. Just you know, obviously he was drafted in 2021, but he you know he was one of the youngest in that class. And, and once again, like he's only a few months older than uh, JV Davidson. So yeah, but I think like you said, Rob, just one last thing is just I think he's one like good productive year away from coming here. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you want to burn like a two way one of those two way years. Yeah. Uh, on him if, if you don't really see that kind of development this year. So, but, you know, I, I, once again, I still think you're optimistic just because you're a fan, but because that dunk he had today was, was, that was, was legit. sick. That was so cool. And I did not expect that in summer league, <laughs> especially out of like 
not to say I didn't expect it from Juhan, but it's like I just was, you know, like I was just enjoying the game, which was kind of boring, and it suddenly got spaces. So I was yeah. like, okay, all right, let's get on this wild ride that nobody <laughs> expected to take so many splits and turns. Everyone had to buckle up for that. But yeah, no, that, that, that dunk, no matter it was really a real NBA game, that was legit. Um, let's talk about it. We'll go quick for these last two guys. I'll go to this guy because no one's really talking about him, but I think he like had a sneaky, really good game. Uh, against the Bucks too. And that's Broderick Thomas, mm-hmm. who 14 points, eight rebounds, four assists, a couple of steals, no turnovers, a couple of blocks. Okay, yeah. So this is, again, he's been around. I'm not even sure. He's close to, he might not even be eligible for a two-way beyond one more year, if, if that, because he's been in the league for a couple of years now. But mm-hmm. from a size perspective, defensively, I think he's clear that, like, if they want a more like a wingy type guy that's familiar with the system, like he might have the inside track because yeah. his like rebounding and just getting, you know, into other players so far in summer league, that's looked mm-hmm. pretty good. And the offense is, you know, he's not doing much there beyond, you know, creating for himself and the, the three point shot is iffy, but yeah, he just, I mean, he's someone who, if they don't want a shooter in that role, like that's, that's probably your next best bet. Yeah. A couple of things on Broderick is he was picking the hustle plays, like, yeah, I'm diving on the floors like he tried to draw a charge that I thought was kind of you know maybe a little bit more closer than the ref gave it and everything. But I, I think if you're the Celtics, obviously you appreciate that you want that from one of those guys. And, and number two is the the point guard experiment wasn't too great in game one for Broderick. Um, no, and uh, not know, a natural point guard. Yeah, and I think that's fine, like you said. So I think it comes down to his shot mostly. Um, I forgot the exact specific two way rules, but he was drafted in 2020. So I think, okay. So he's got one more year. Uh, for yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, the Celtics can only do give him that second two way. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it just comes down to the three point shot for him. Like he does, I think all the little things that you feel good about and he's six foot five. So it's not like he's small, you know, like JD is pretty, pretty small things considered, but I think you look at him and I think you look like his story. Like he was a Truman state and everything like another d2 guy was on the team is uh Derek white so you feel good you feel good about those things and i'm pretty sure i think when he first got here you know i think like his dad or something was a celtics fan so overall he does all the the little things that you want from i think somebody like that um who you know he was counted on for like five to ten minutes during the season during all the COVID stuff i remember and he Showed a little bit, showed, didn't show that much. So it's, it's just one of those things. But I think it just comes down to the three-point shot for him just because, you know, you can never have enough shooting and, and then the Celtics have such a tight, or, you know, such a deep rotation. So, All right, who do you want to wrap with? Your choice. Last guy. <laughs> Mofondu Kambangele. I hope I said that right. I mean, my That's good. Suichi That's Tirada, a lot better. So, yeah, right? I mean, you nailed it. I mean, it. my That's... name is Suichi Tirada, so I'm always kind of sensitive about that. But uh, um, I think this dude, you know, I guess we could just talk about the big man. I think he's just out. Obviously, he's outplayed Trayvon a lot of ways. But, man, he was hitting that glass so hard. It was crazy. Like, he was just, just gobbling up offensive rebounds today. Like, he, he, he missed a few bunnies that I thought he probably should have made. Um, but, like, Man, I don't think anybody expected this from him. It's suddenly here we are, like, you know, I mean, I think the, I think he starts for a reason, right? Like, I think the coaching staff really likes him too. Oh, yeah. and, and I think, like, I bet, you know, Eme and Brad are looking at that and like, this dude plays hard. This dude, like, rebounds well, like, for like a fourth big man. Like, you know, maybe not the worst guy to have. Like, he is a little bit older, but like, still, like, he's shown, like, he's just been so impressive so far. He is, uh, he's only 24, I guess, uh, which is around the same age as Matt Ryan. It's, uh, 
Father Thomas and Sam Hauser and all those guys. So, I mean, he was a former first round pick, but, you know, I, I, I think you feel good about him. He, he's looked really impressive to me so far. Yeah. I mean, if you're 24, you hope you see you're dominating <laughs> the summer league, which is important, mm-hmm. which is what these guys um, did for a lot of the, this last game at least. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's someone where you weren't sure who's going to win that battle, but he's pretty much, you know, been head and shoulders above the rest of the pack as far as Boston summer league big goes. And I don't know, like, you know, just talking to people around league and stuff like that. It's like, who are the Celtics going to get as a, the best, you know, as a big, are they going to go with a veteran free agent or are they going to go with whoever is the best looking younger guy at summer league. And so from that standpoint, this performance um, makes, you know, him think, make you think that, like, will they give him, you know, give a partial guarantee, like a training camp invite or something like that. I think he's certainly mm-hmm. playing his, his way into that after, you know, bouncing around the G league and bouncing around a couple of teams after being drafted by, I think it was the Clippers back in 2018 or 19, but he, he's, he yes. had some hype out of Florida state and then, you know, he's never able to put it all together, but nights like this make you wonder like okay maybe he's getting a little closer yeah and you know i don't know clearly it seems like they want a veteran big to you know the veterans veterans minimum contract but maybe this guy is you know someone you kind of keep around maybe if he does if he doesn't get a shot with another team like you keep him in man and see how he develops and and you never know right like just like our last trade deadline maybe you have five roster spots you have open and then you can you can sign a guy like him so he's you know not not a bad player to have in your bad pocket by any means. Right. So nice to have those guys in the woodwork. But um, yeah. all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We're not going to get into Justin Jackson or sorry, apologies to Trevion Williams, but um, didn't really uh, <laughs> make the haven't really made the cut for any of these games, despite the uh, the hoopla during um, his training camp. But yeah, any last words on this team, Suiji? You you super excited for a big uh Rematch against the Warriors coming up later this week. <laughs> well, uh, the Heat did not get revenge. The Bucks, or the Heat did get revenge. The Bucks didn't, and we'll see if the Celtics can. What, yes. a, what a strange schedule. Oh, I hope they play the Nets. I hope they play the Nets in the fifth game. That would be electric. That would be so funny. <laughs> it's good for the full, the full pass. The Grizzlies, be, and then exactly. the randomly the Grizzlies. <laughs> right. But. All right. Well, make sure you're following Suichi on Twitter at Suichi Tirada, S-O-U-I-C-H-I-T-R-A-D-A. And check out all his stuff at Mass Live. We'll be continuing to grant out coverage here for the rest of Summer League out in Vegas. And we'll have full coverage of Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari's intros coming up later this week as well. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for popping on, Suichi. And We'll be back later this week to to wrap up Summer League. (laughs) Ah, so soon.